peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. What's up, guys? We are back with another awesome episode of the Softly Performance Podcast. Today, I... Man, I don't even know how to say it. I am surrounded by a bunch of female savages. And I'm just, the looks around the room right now is just me about to get destroyed here on probably multiple levels, which is totally okay. Because today is, after all, International Women's Day. So a day that we are celebrating women across the world and their awesome contributions. I mean this with sincerity, even though Brooke's looking at me right now like she's about to burn a hole in my forehead. <laughs> uh, but today we have we have a couple of guests on the podcast. Um, the guest of honor to start with is uh, Dee Clegg. She is one of our athletes. Is also a regional competitor several years, both team and individual with CrossFit, and also a member of the new Army fitness team. That's such a cool concept. I almost makes me regret getting out, but nonetheless, I still love being a civilian. And we have back another one of our favorites, Jamie Pop Christensen, with like the three names. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, she's been she's been a favorite on a lot of podcasts. And then we have also our strong independent. <laughs> Don't want none, won't be none. Metabolic, magician, <laughs> nutritional wizard, vegetable evangelist, Brooke West, our in-house registered dietitian, nutritionist, not just weekend nutritionist, but the real kind with an actual degree and credentials behind her name. Damn, that's an intro. Yeah. That's solid. Thank was, you. That was, work, was solid. I was working on that one. <laughs> I, try to, I try to best myself every week. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we got a full episode today. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but the thing I am most interested on is, damn, the Army decided to make a fitness team. So what? How? what's that all about? Well, um, it's part of Recruiting Command, essentially, and basically it's a new initiative to kind of get more attention from the lower or younger population between the ages of 17 and 21. So obviously appealing more to the younger, more fit population, trying to get them to come into the army. Um, so with that, it's, you know, the initiative is through fitness and seeing what we're capable of doing as soldiers, trying to get more attention through different media avenues, obviously through fitness, going to different competitions. Um, we're trying to make more of an Instagram, Facebook presence, but also, you know, how we can appeal to them in person, going in and talking to them. And, you know, obviously they don't see soldiers all the time, so they don't really know what our fitness capabilities are. But obviously like the older generations, when they see, you know, they see older generations of of uh, NCOs or officers are like, oh, they might not be that fit. Like, why would I want to join the military? Like, I, I can do this on my own. Well, now there's that op that opportunity for them. Man, that that's so cool. So, I mean, so I mean, so you're a sponsored athlete through the United States Army, essentially, because I mean, the Army has, I mean, the military has sports teams. I mean, it's, right. that, that's not a new concept for the military, but. I mean, it, and it's it's interesting because the mill. I mean, we've all done fitness as a soldier, right? Everyone right. works out, you know, six thirty to seven thirty that morning PT hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now we've created, I mean, not, the world has recognized the sport of fitness through CrossFit um, and they've created a team. So I, so what does that, what does that look like? Do you guys have like a coach or you guys your own coach? Or so what? right now we're still in the creating stages, I would say. So like we obviously made our first uh, a debut last weekend at the Arnold and that was our main, that was our, our functional fitness team essentially. However, we still have, we have an athlete, we have a few athletes that are coming on as strongman competitors and there's still going to be um, the opportunity to do powerlifting, which I'll be doing in a few weeks, um, and Olympic lifting. If that's something that you want to pursue, we're going to have those opportunities as well. But, I mean, I think the goal is for us to obviously uh, make a sanctional competition as a team, as a four-person team. And hopefully over the years, either make it to the games or um, they're actually considering the possibility of if the other branches create teams, we'll have our own sanctional oh. event, like an armed forces sanctional event. That's, that's, cool. that's, that's like dope. in, that's like in the future though. Man. Hopefully that happens 
in the next two years or so. Yeah. So you That's guys, awesome. so this, this entire effort has been, well, I guess initially drawing people from who are already existing in the military. Yes, that and, but also, I mean, the, the uh, main um, effort is f- for recruiting. New recruits. Sure. New recruits right, right. Yeah. Is for new recruits is to, because I don't think a lot of the fitness population, they're a little bit turned off to the military right. because they don't think they can pursue those goals. Sure. Well, I mean, and, and I guess. Other than physique. I think physique is like one of the main ones that military are able to do. But I don't think they, you don't feel as competitive because you don't think you'll have as much time to train. But now with this, this is an opportunity for soldiers to also. That makes me wonder if they're going to change their, the way that they, they qualify. You know, you know how typically you have to, you have to pass regs. You have to be in standards, Mm -hmm. right? For height, weight, BMI, or you have to pass tape. I wonder if they're going to overhaul this being that. So I know, I know that they're still playing with how we measure body fat and there's always, you know, they have the on post wellness centers. However, the taping, I don't think is always accurate when you just do in-house taping, like in your company. It's so, so inaccurate. As long as you have a big neck, by God, you're you're good to go. You can do whatever you want. But I mean, I know that what they're, they're creating the new PT test as well. So that'll be, that's, that's all. It's not essentially part of the fitness initiative, but it, it is a separate, um, program they're they're working on to get the acft brought in um so that's going to be another way of like testing our combat fitness in a different way than just running a two mile doing push-ups and sit-ups yeah well i mean and that but i guess it brings in so if you were i totally understand you know recruiting command i i guess i'll preface this with a small anecdote i remember when I was at airborne school, the military was facing a recruiting crisis. And this was kind of like at the, you know, the middle height and part of the Iraq war where, you know, recruiting and all that stuff were, were it was really difficult because it was very hard to sell someone on the line of like, hey, come join the military, go to Iraq and die. Like that was the general storyline. So you had a, you had a big aversion from, you know, the general public towards joining the military. On the flip side of that, though, you know, some of the tools that USAREC and the other organizations that all kind of played a part in this, what they did was they started to really, really hype up and push the 18 x-ray contracts really hard. And if you broke down the 18 x-ray pipeline, the 18 x-ray being the special operations, special forces enlisted MOS. And if you broke down the 18 x-ray pipeline, you would find that the first stop after basic training was infantry OSIT or the one station unit training for like the infantry MOSs. And knowing good and well that within the special forces pipeline, you're going to have an attrition rate of probably 80 to almost 90% of your initial entry candidates. You then got to backfill your infantry ranks by hyping up the 18 x-ray program, knowing that only maybe 10% of those individuals would actually make it all the way through the Q course. They could then take that bulk of individuals and backfill the airborne infantry ranks um, of the 82nd Airborne, et cetera, the people who were going over to Iraq and Afghanistan and doing the bulk of the fighting. So, because I, I mean, I was a infantry platoon leader back in the day, and I think probably about 25% of my platoon, infantry platoon in Fort Lewis, Washington, was a bunch of disgruntled people who came into the military with either Ranger or 18 X-ray conscious, like, man, I got fucked by the army. I don't want to be here. I want to be fucking special forces. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm just like, man, like you, you signed up though. Right. But I'm like, but the military, and it's interesting that, that this is kind of coming along almost at the same time that you had mentioned the new army physical fitness test is coming on board where, I mean, cause the talk of a new PT test is not a new talk that the military has had. The, the PT test has been a hot topic debate for a very long time amongst, especially the fitness enthusiasts in the military, um, as how the military does fitness. Right. And we looked at um, you know, the accessible standards and the accessible testing of just two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups and a two mile run. Like that doesn't, you don't take, you don't need a whole gym set up to test your soldiers overseas. Um, but it's interesting that now having a fitness team that pursues CrossFit and strongman and powerlifting, which are, you know, are outstanding athletic pursuits, hopefully, you know, is, you know, makes it forces the military to relook and redefine how we consider soldier fitness and to the point where it's like rather than trying to take these you know like i just in my mind i just have the image of like this 
semi overweight kid from like the Midwest who's like, I want to join the military. So he's like walks in <laughs> and then he, he has to go through this basic training process that kind of slims him down and gets him ready to be a soldier. Now we're trying, now we're creating a mechanism to draw from this, like, you know, there, there's a fitness craze going through the world, right? So now like how do, how does USAREC, how does the military tap into that? And, and I think that's great now. Now, however, comma, you know, not that recruiting can be a devious thing, but I wonder, you know, are, is, is it like, you know, we had talked, I think we had talked a little bit yesterday when you got in, like, is this like a new MOS that the army's creating or is it like, you're going to have another job and you're going to do this at the same time? No, it's so I, essentially, I won't be changing branches at all. I'll still be a logistics officer. Um, it's just going to be a position that's being created. So we're technically a part of recruiting command. So I'm essentially just going to PCS there and be within a recruiting company, but I'm still a logistics officer. So I just won't be doing logistics for the three years that I'm there. Yeah. I may, I mean, I really don't have all of the details for what I'll be doing once I get there, but we're still going to be part of the marketing piece. I know I'll probably be planning for events. And so I'll still probably do some logistics, but I mean, not be so, fuel and so how does things, so, so how does that like have they you know because I'm assuming it sounds like you're you're in the stage right now where the people are starting to coalesce around a single base and training space so you guys you have a gym so we will all be PCSing to Fort Knox okay. um, when not sure hopefully in the next it's possible for the next two months we're all trying to get there by June um, we do have a facility. And all the equipment is still coming in. So we, we have a lot of equipment, which is awesome. I was going to say, you have, you have the backing of the United States We government. have everything that so we So you need. guys are getting your own epic gym? <laughs> yes. It's wow. going to be probably so like the most epic of all epic gyms. It's <laughs> actually can I, can not super. You can come play. Yes, absolutely. Play. So there's yes. actually two sides of the gym um, right now, but the one side hasn't been, hasn't been built yet. So the one side has everything so far, which is... I mean, bike ergs, aerosol bikes, everything you want. Then we're still getting more equipment that hasn't been set up, like the ski ergs that we are going to need and more barbells. I just love new barbells. I just, I just. Strongman toys. There is so many strong. Yeah, there's a lot of strongman stuff in there too. That's awesome. I'm pretty hyped. Yeah. So it's going to, I mean, we got the the new runners in there already. So, I mean, it's. Better than the CrossFit gym I train at right now. Sure. That's all I know. Well, I'm like yeah, so I mean, excited you, about you that. You have a government sponsor. And I always, so I, so with all that, and, and like I said, if you don't know, you don't know, but I would be curious, you know, what does what does the support for that look like? I mean, obviously, if they're treating you like professional athletes, then like, you know, there's a bunch of accoutrements. So that, this is the best part, actually, is that the CG from Fort Knox came and he watched all of the tryouts and he was like, we need to get whatever, whatever athletes we need for this, we need them here now and I'll do whatever I need to do. Like he literally sent a, um, like an MFR, a memorandum for, memorandum for record. Yes. For all yeah, of you, you out there. You have to define all Sorry these things. What's a CG? I don't know. Um, he's a commanding general. Okay. So he's, yeah. So his name's he's general. the boss. The, yeah, he's the, the big stars boss. on your uniform. So he sent over to, for like the secretary of the army to sign off on this initiative. So like technically we're a pilot program right now. But I mean, they're backing this 100%, especially after the Arnold with us winning that competition. The secretary of the army sent our first sergeant a a letter was like, so proud of this already, blah, blah, blah. He's like, can't wait to work out with all these soldiers. Like, super cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty badass. Man, I got till November if I decide to join the army. I'm still within <laughs> yeah. age limit. Let's see. <laughs> well, and that's but again, Calm like down. Calm down, Jamie. So it's like, but that's the thing, right? So it's like if you're if, you know, from a logistics standpoint, I mean, I guess from a logistics standpoint, um, you know, you look at a bunch of people coming in off the military. Obviously, I mean, this is this would be a great thing. I mean, if you're if you're what what cool thing to be able to say like, "Hey guys, you want to pursue your fitness goals? Like come join the military." Like there's an avenue to do that. I just imagine like the competition must be, uh, you're, and you're going to well, draw. Yeah, there like, was I mean, there was like 300 applications for the fitness team, and they pu- they chose 25 for the tryouts, and then only 15. Wow, made it. Yeah. And and how was this at? Like, how did you come to find out about this whole? So thing? I actually got an email in August before the brief to the general went went forward. Um, and I, it was with the first sergeant. He asked me, like, obviously, he's like, I know who you are, sort of. Let me know more about your background and your credentials and, like, what you've done in the fitness world. So 
I had just competed in regionals. So I sent him, you know, we talked about what I'd been doing for the last four or five years. And then there was another um, athlete, Chandler. So he's also super solid regionals athlete. He's been competing for a while. He also went to West Point. So his background is wrestling. So we both kind of had that fitness background before. And then we just talked about like, how would we, how would we go about doing this? Like, what do we need to do? What kind of athletes do we need to look at? What their credentials should be? What should they be able to uh, achieve, like accomplish in workouts and certain things? Like, how do we test them? You know, cause not every CrossFit event is equal at all, but you know, general things. Can you lift? Can you run? Can you move? Well, those kinds of things. Like my whole goal, like my whole goal during the tryouts was seeing how well people moved. Cause you can train people to get better, but you can't always train better movement. So if you have bad habits that are hard to break and in movements, it's, it takes a lot longer than taking an athlete that has great movement potential already and then just training them for specific things. So are you guys, I mean, you being an officer and officers are typically in charge of shit. Um, <laughs> Great explanation. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, I, it's for, sort it, of true. I mean, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not funny. a lie. Um, <laughs> so are they like, are they relying on you? Like you and Chandler, Chandler Smith, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, are they relying on you guys to coach these athletes? No. So obviously we were kind of part of the process for, picking people and finding people and what the application process should be. But um, I think we're still in the process of looking for a coach right now and who, who will do our programming. But that's more going to be an issue for once we get all together because right now we have individual athletes. They all have different programming. So it's maintain what you have, keep getting better until we can all be there together. Sure. And then it'll be more team focused. Damn, if only I knew of a human performance company that did programming <laughs> and had a background in veterans and special operations. Like, God, that would be Where that, would you ever where find Where would you find that. such a th- I'm just kidding. That's all right. No. So, no, but I think that's um, that's obviously something. Yeah, that's obviously something our chain of command is still working on. Like they are open to applica- like people talking to them and communicating with them. About I, I imagine that, coaching. I mean, especially with something with that high level of visibility, I, I mean, coming from soft, we had Exos, you know, bid for you know, part of the Thor three contract that, I mean, the Thor three program was, was huge for soft where you had a, a dedicated staff of strength and conditioning coaches, nutritionists, diet, dietitian, nutritionists like real ones yeah not, the not, military has dietitians yeah. yeah and 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 it was really really cool and you saw you, you saw a drastic improvement across the force once they incorporated the thor 3 program as an option to not only a have you know people write real programs i mean not not like your your ncos coming up with oh we're today we're going to do push-ups and tomorrow we're going to do sit-ups um but you saw an improvement across the force once the military, once Soft decided to put actual real money behind promoting and accepting contracts from like legitimate performance companies. Um, and I mean the Thor three facility gyms, like it, it really took hold. And I, I'm wondering how even something like this kind of initiative will have ripple effects across the military. You know? Yeah, and I think that's especially with obviously with some of the new PT stuff, they're incorporating more gym equipment for each unit, which well, you, is going to need it, which is going to be amazing. Cause then soldiers are actually going to have access to that during PT hours rather sure. than having to try to go to the gym. I, I just, I'm just imagining you know, of, yeah. like rogue fitness, like just licking their lips. Like, Oh God, <laughs> some, some DOD elements going to place an order for like 15,000 hex bars for like the deadlift event for the new army physical fitness test. And that, because that's the thing. There's so it's just there. There's just an unlimited source of financing. So it's like you guys. If anything, damn it! If you guys don't win the games in five years, like with, with like all the, and I hope, like I, I really hope the military sees this all the way to fruition. You know, from the facilities to the coaching staffs to all the things that are really going to be required to take prehab, rehab, exactly, supplementation. Right? I mean, all I mean, that all the stuff. way through movement specialists independent of the programming specialists. Well, it's essentially a lifestyle change for the entire military, which I think is what we need. Well, you've got to look at your nutrition now too. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, instead of your MREs being, you know, whatever they are, and then your, your (laughs) DFAC food. Those aren't going to change for a while. Well, but then, I mean, look at what they serve at the DFAC. Well, you're going to have, but I think within the military, you're going to have, hopefully like even the change, even the change of the, within the PT test, as I understand it, um, 
you're going to have a swing more towards, you know, an honest look at functionality in the, in the workouts and programming that people decide to take. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you shoot, you go on any military installation and like the five restaurants that are pretty much on every military installation, like Burger King, fast food, China walk, you know, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Wow. Burger but, King, Charlie's. Yeah. Char- oh yeah. There's always Charlie. a subway. There's always an Anthony's pizza. Yeah. Those are like the main places for soldiers to get food and on that, books. Yeah, I and that was one thing like I, you know, the endless debate of, you know, fitness in the military or at least how the military interpreted fitness and the factors that influenced, you know, human performance. Because that was just that was just mind numbing to me. Like the people wondered yeah. why there was like an obesity problem or, or like a body fat problem of soldiers in the military, you know, the the amount of money that was spent on like the the overweight soldier program. That's a real devious look you have on your face right now, Jamie. Don't worry about it. God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That makes me think someone just posted something to my parody Instagram account that I hope none of you listening to this will follow. But nonetheless. Shout out to at the celibate saltine. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if you all are starting on this journey with fitness, nutrition to me would be the natural next step. Obviously, this is a huge project and undertaking, yes. but hopefully well, that'll that, influence it. Yeah. And that's part of it. So I think, um, with the, with this pilot program, they're going to kind of look into the, our lifestyles a little bit more, like how we eat, how we train, like, you know, what our nutrition looks like daily, how much water we're drinking, what other, you know, supplements and vitamins we take in, because not a lot of people understand everything that goes into this type of lifestyle and, and maintaining and maintaining yeah. health and balance of hormones. And mm-hmm. especially as a female, like trying to understand how your body functions while doing all of this and putting your body under so much stress. So, I mean, it, that's going to be the cool part, I think, is actually getting to give out that information and being like, yeah, this is my day to day every day. This is how I eat. This is how I train. This is I track my food. I measure everything because I know what my nutrition needs to be for me to continue to perform at this level. See, and I bet you that is probably going to end up be, I, I think anyways, if I can, if I could look into my crystal ball and just, you know, the, the military model of like train the trainer, right? Like you guys are going to be the future trainers, right? I, I can, I can, if I could guess, you know, I could see once this thing picks up and you guys start training and you guys develop this, you know, ideology and lifestyle, that the United States Army knocks on your door like, hey, look, we need you to go TDY to X base to go talk to this unit about human performance, you know, and and they use you in that regard to not only try to draw in the outside population of fit people, but also Mm -hmm. to make the military fitter as an organization. So, and that's good. I, I, I really hope that that kicks off. Now, is there, man so many questions about this because it's like <laughs> it's it's something that in my mind should have happened a long time ago i totally agree but uh but the military being what it is like it just doesn't it doesn't change now it takes a while for it to come catches around. on slowly you yeah know? do you so is there now this is i say this being in a room full of all women but i'm genuinely curious is this a program that has like because there's male and female divisions in all competitions seems like you know is this something where it's like you're trying to recruit x amount of women and x amount of men or is it just like you just look at soldiers as yeah just a whole just soldiers in general so no like affirmative action type that's cool that's that what she said 14 made it or 15 15. Mm -hmm. what's your what's the current split um there are more males than females there i think are I think there's nine. It's like nine to six. I think. No, is that say. based just on performance or how many applied? So yes, obviously more males applied than okay. females, and uh, yeah, out of those, it was obviously the right. the best of those athletes were chosen based off of skill level and how they performed in like strengths. You know what I mean? So probably potential. Yeah, exactly. And potential. Like I said, yeah, taking someone that we know we can, we can groom into. They already had, they they came in with a real solid foundation regardless of their strength set at that time. They were moldable. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm curious just to, I, I know it's a hot button issue, but I think it actually really does fit well here. I wonder how 
um, this could change some of the the views surrounding, like for example, like females and special operations. Like because because the argument has long since been, you know, and and whether everyone can take their own stance on this, and I, I don't ever want to offend anyone, um, but I think when I the de- the the way the debate was framed when I was in special forces was that the bulk of the the bulk of the arguments against having women in special forces or even in ranger school for that matter was the physical requirements associated with each individual school whether that be the Q course whether that be the rigors of special forces or the rigor the physical rigors of ranger school the the argument for keeping women out i think as long as they had was focused around physical capability well and that's when I think people don't understand that if you commit to it, commit to this type of training, like right. you can get there. Right. And, and I think like that all, phys- you- all females are capable. It's whether they want to reach that level sure. and they have the right person training them and like they can buy into it. And, you know, as long as their health stays like, horm- like, like I was saying, hormone levels, you have to stay balanced. So obviously there's a point of it'll become unhealthy at some point, but if you have the right people training them, any female can be this. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it takes some, it takes some time. It's no, not like this happens overnight. But. I completely agree. And I, and I hope that, I mean, even, and even kind of like in that almost like a backhanded message anyway, like, like seeing, like seeing women at the Arnold, like doing shit that let's be honest guys. Like even if you have a long tab or a ranger tab, I had both and I still couldn't compete at that level. <laughs> right. Like, like, so like it's, it, it is cool to see, even like I mean, in the spirit of International Women's Day, that Why you gotta say it like that, bro. Because I'm just, I'm trying to like <laughs> power, right? Like actually, I'm just. She's <laughs> being a shithead. She heard me being a shithead because I'm trying to be respectful over here. Okay. Um, <laughs> pick my I, head up off the table now. Oh my god! <laughs> your fat, your fat head. <laughs> You know what, sir? <laughs> you can take this outside. Cash me outside. We actually have mat jujitsu mats arrived today at Softlight HQ. The so, discussion mats. The discussion mats. So pumped. <laughs> but I think I, I don't know. Take it back on track. Like I said, I think it is. It is going to be. I think you will find that this will have like many, many more reverberations throughout the military that I think we'll probably originally give it credit for. So it's not even to the point where it's like it's going to be about empowerment you know, not always just about fitness. Yeah. I think there are plenty of females capable of going into ranger school or special forces, even right now that they just don't get that recognition. And some people, I mean, I've been asked multiple times why I haven't gone to ranger school or tried to go special forces or something like, you know, go down that Avenue. I just chose not to. I mean, I know the repercussions of it. I know it'd probably take a, a huge toll on my body more than this does. So I mean, well, I mean, ultimately, it's a, it's, it's a job. Choice, yeah, yeah it's, right? a choice. Like it's a job, and and you're you chose the military. Do you think? Um, so you mentioned this is a three year assignment. Is, yes. Do you think this is something that you is military something you want to make a career or you? <sighs> That's want... a tough question. You can't ask me that on the spot. I don't know. You've had you like you you're you're at the you're I, at the spearhead. I, I'll of... put it this way: I didn't think I would be here in the military now, and it's been almost seven years. So. I told myself when I was going through college, I was like, oh, I'm only going to do the five-year commitment. And then it's it's been seven years. So I don't know. I like to take it day by day sure. because you never know what's going to happen. But I think with this three next three years, this is probably going to be the best three years of my career because yeah. I'm going to get to do things that I love and also bring in my job. Like it's going to be everything that I want, which is super cool. Well, they say the goal is always to find what you love and mm-hmm. then get paid doing it. Right. I'm sure there's a more eloquent way to state that, but why are you looking at me with the <laughs> because you're the one that <laughs> oh, because I'm the eloquent one in the room. <laughs> gotcha. You're like actually the quote was from 1812. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, I I I was normally it's the last time Jamie was on the podcast. I did do a little history lesson, I believe. Oh, which I will say. Do you know? Actually, well, fun fact with Jamie. Oh dear. <laughs> well, Jamie, do you know? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Do you know where Women's Day started from? I, I do not. Really? But I'm excited to learn. Give me some knowledge. Let's, let's you really make know? me smarter. Let's get my head heavier. <laughs> yeah, can you fit anything more in your head? <laughs> <laughs> or are you just going to like... <laughs> <laughs> I think my traps are so big, it's supporting my giant head. 
<laughs> Actually, believe it or not, there there was a, a garment protest in New York back in the early 1900s, and International Women's Day was started by the Socialist Party of America as a way to celebrate women. That was the first time International Women's Day was celebrated in the United States. That's why you celebrate it now. Over clothes? Sounds well, about there, right. There was, there, was a st- there was a strike in New York by the Garment <laughs> Workers right. Union that had to do with labor conditions for women. So there's a holiday that was started in their honor uh, and well, celebrated in America as International Women's Day. That was the first time it was celebrated in America. I actually don't know when it was like worldwide started, but yeah. But I just also think it was funny. It was founded by the Socialist Party in America. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I would have never. Anyways, I don't want to digress. Jamie. What? How you doing? I'm well. I'm, what are you up I'm to good. these days in, uh, the, in the strong woman world? Well, right now I'm not competing in strongman. I haven't competed in strongman and strong in, strong woman is just more of a, a oh. general way to characterize yourself, not as an actual. Oh sport. well, I'm I just started prep for my next competition, so we're uh, rolling on the throttle right now. How's that going? It's going well. Um, we're we're turning we're turning the corner on some nagging issues, so that's bright side. You know, we're, we're coming around. The, coming around the corner nutrition's back on track we're we're ready to go we're ready to send you it threw away the cheese balls and picked up the chicken breast huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay to no be more fair, cheetos i finished the cheese balls because i'm not a quitter hey don't be <laughs> respect that's true respect yeah <laughs> and yes we're on we're on chicken and and all of that good stuff and apparently girl scout cookies and girl scout you know what last night okay you're in town and i was celebrating i know with two did. sleeves of thin mint girl scout cookies. i'm not gonna lie i legitimately just ate to stay awake last night just <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not feeling well at all but i was like oh god i got a i got a real army athlete coming down let me shove down these cookies real fast just so i can stay awake <laughs> That's they, amazing. Were, they were delicious with what did you bring me oh yeah the uh the fruity pebbles, cashew, cashew butter. butter. Oh, we'll get oh, some what? of that. We'll get some of that later. I gotta oh, try some of that. It's Dude. unreal. It is. Heard of it. It's, it's by You Fresh Naturals. I'm I'm not a promoter for this company, but it's I will promote good. it. It is unreal good. I mean, he makes he, right now his like he does limited edition butters, and they're just cereals like this different cereals right now. And he did like a French toast flavor, which is that sounds good. Unreal, and they're all cashew cashew or almond. He doesn't do peanut butter the, ma- the so macros and the sugar was like the sugar's super low it's like two it's literally just fats and carbs yeah there's not it. a lot of protein in it but it's i mean it's like the perfect thing to put on anything like you put in your oatmeal for a little bit of extra fat or a little bit extra carbs just to satisfy a sweet oh my tooth. god i yeah. mean the, the numbers on this i was looking at the label i'm like all right we're i mean we're gonna we're going hard and i looked and i'm like well, wait a minute this is actually like it's not bad not bad yeah that's no. solid. it's solid yeah so good yeah, and it satisfied us, you know, a little bit of a sweet tooth. I, I was thinking some dark chocolate Kodiak cakes. Yeah, we were talking about this. I'm like, the, I did that. Like, this has ago. been our Just conversation since she's landed. Has been all, food all and training. It. Like, yep. that's all we've talked about. And it's been everything I could have ever wanted. <laughs> that's what <laughs> dreams are made of. That's what dreams are made of. <laughs> we met the cutest little old man today. Yes, he... um. He was super hyped to meet two very fit women. Where were you guys? Getting our, their DEXA scan. Yeah, getting their oh, DEXA. yeah. He was cute. He was like, Sounded "Can we take? Weird. Can I take pictures of you guys?" Like he was like, oh, "I've never seen any anyone like." He yeah. was like, "You're you've the lowest body fat percentage I've ever seen in a woman before." Like he was just like amazed. He was like pawning over us. It was the most adorable. He thing. Uh, he literally took Jamie's uh, PR maxes and like. Put what them in he, his phone. Put them in his phone with like a picture of her or something. That's yeah. amazing. And then he's like, and then he's like, so you're in the army, but but you look like that. Can I can I have your picture? Yeah. And he like pulled her aside. To like, he's like what? Eighty. He's like he's old. He was he was adorable. He was super cute. Yeah. That's so sweet. You probably made his day. I, yeah. I hope life. Guys, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Pretty sure he was gonna go like brag about Jamie's Max's. Like, hey guys, <laughs> she could beat you up. <laughs> Don't mess with this lady. He was so cute. Yeah, he, was, he was super I, uh, sweet. He was like, can, can I have a photo? And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I went to airdrop him a photo and, and, and his little his little name on his phone popped up to airdrop and it says dad's old phone. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't. It's Love so it. cute. It's precious. How did your DEXAs go? You did your body comp testing this morning. We did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How are you guys feeling about that? To be honest, I feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm f- like four-ish weeks out from mine, from my lifting meet, which is going to be my first powerlifting meet, so I'm a little nervous. But 
I'm pretty hyped because, I mean, I'm sitting at like, what, 12% and take your head out. Oh, yeah. my No, it's still 12. Oh, okay. Tw- my my head adds a, like half of a half a percent, something like that. Yeah, mine did too. I got a pretty big old head. We've got fat heads. He was like, yeah, I don't know if that's average. It might be above average. It's a little big. A lot going on in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little dense. Very dense. I'm always fascinated when I look at Jamie's DEXAs because your bone density is beautiful from yeah. all the resistance training. It makes me really happy. Well, he commented on that yeah. super. He's like, your bone density is just off the charts. He's like looking at, he's like, you're like way over here in this like super, this is super good abyss right here. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. He was, yeah. He is, he's, that guy really likes to talk about bone density. He that's did. His, that's his hot button. I'm sure you made some bones denser than others. <laughs> Chris. Oh <laughs> Sorry, I really could. You really set it up. I, I, I just. Good <laughs> this fucking T-ball in here for you. I really was. I, I mean, set it that, up for you. That was a softball. Um, no, keep going, though. It's a no, great No, I thought story. what was cool is that, so me and Jamie actually are going to be competing in the same weight class. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but she's obviously, she trains a little heavier than I do. Cause she's what, how much taller are you than a four inches? Yeah. So she's a, I'm, he, what did he call me? He was like, you're like a little wider. Yeah. yeah Cause I'm stocky. He just didn't, yeah. he didn't have the right term. He should yeah. have used the, the word thick. Yeah. A little but, thicker than Jamie. Yeah. And he kept Shorten. calling it your derriere. Yeah. <laughs> he, called my, he called it my derriere twice. It was so cute. Adorable. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, your your derriere here adds to your percentage. Oh, <laughs> AKA, you know, you're you're thick that, with thick with a C. Ass, <laughs> thick with three C's. Thick three, with three C's. C's. This is shit, though, that female athletes are going to get an earful about. A male would not. Like this is just yeah. yeah. It was it was cool. I mean, we we got to you know, that was the second time that I've had a DEXA. I've I've done body fat testing for three years now so uh typically i do hydrostatic underwater weighing did you like that the hydrostatic mm-hmm. i did i did um what i is what is that? so hydrostatic underwater weighing it takes your dry weight and then it it weighs you underwater and then science happens right so then they figure out water displacement <laughs> and vo- yeah there's just there's I'm a f- pretty sure it's considered the most accurate but as you can imagine it's really hard to just put that in training facilities right. so it's not used as much well yeah. there's trucks now. so there's um they're called body fat test trucks and typically they're in larger cities and it's it's one uh company that it's kind of like um franchised out i guess so then you have individual owners that will purchase these trucks and then they operate within their own regions so you'll that is really cool they're in a lot of bigger cities um and then also a lot of your colleges have them you know if they do kinesiology or, or whatever it is then they have See, their we labs have those we had bod pods like the little egg thing yeah, that those you are not super accurate. air displacement we had dexas bod pod and hydrostatic weighing because we had like a translational obesity research center at virginia tech okay that's pretty cool i know that they say that you know hydrostatic underwater weighing and dexa are are basically your gold standard um i'm not sure the accuracy differences between them i did find that dexa weighed a little heavy for me my, my body fat percentage with my dexa scan um has been about a half a percent to a percent higher but i don't know if hydrostatic is measuring low you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm not sure i i pretty much find that they were in line with each other with what i would expect um i think the main thing is when you're doing that stuff is testing under the same conditions each time yes. because hydration plays such a huge role in the bod pod and the dexa i think yeah however you test the first time if you can replicate those conditions and test a second time accuracy aside it's it is consistent and it's a way for you to track your progress right regardless of if that really is what you are or not even if you do those um those in-body electro in body ones are i think like a little bit off i think they're always like a little bit higher yeah i did an in body scan three days before my last dexa scan and it was i think two percent two percent higher yeah Yeah. well it runs so much those are the way it runs it really depends on how hydrated you are so you can chug water and the electricity goes through you faster and all of a sudden if you eat a big meal it it measures your yeah it measures your body water a lot differently than i think a dexa does 
Yeah. You know, and if, if you, you know, your feet are sweaty, well then mm-hmm. the way that the, I mean, what, I, I mean, little things like that though can, can play into it. Whereas when you do hydrostatic underwater weighing or even DEXA, while those to an extreme, I think could, could impact the test results. I don't feel as if it's that sensitive. So I'm interested. I've From done, my experience, I've done anyway. a DEXA. It was. It's been a couple years. I did one in like 2015. So I got to see if I can find oh, your results, results from see. before. I mean, I've def. So like my goal has been to obviously put on body fat because I was too lean right. before. Yeah. I was at like in like 2015. I was like nine percent body fat, which was wow. I don't think was super healthy for mm-hmm. me at all. And then so it's been the goal is to obviously get stronger, yeah. keep it low, but. Yeah. Just and, be healthier with having a little bit higher. And I think that's what percent. makes it so cool talking with you because that's been kind of what I've been after as well. I mean, the leanest I was was 8.3. Mm-hmm. And so it's been my goal because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sustain this. Even exactly. though I feel good. Yeah. Um, my joint health. Right. And, and I'm kind of limited in the, in the amount of weight that I can move. I can't grow if I try to right. stay that low. And you, I mean, you notice huge differences. I mean, when I was that low, I didn't sleep well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was intaking enough carbohydrates. There mm-hmm. was certain things with my nutrition in terms of like different supplementation mm-hmm. that I didn't have at that time mm-hmm. that I've learned over the past three years. And like right. now I recover a thousand times better. Right. I sleep way better. Yeah. I Your mean, hormones are probably yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. And it's honestly being that low so isn't super healthy anyways. Were I think you, for did you female. have amnuria when you were that low? I don't know what that is. Did you have a period? Oh, I still don't. I mean, I very rarely get mine yeah, now. Same. But I think it's it's honestly because I take birth control. So there's that. Yeah. But I keep, obviously, like I we were talking about that earlier, hormone balance and trying to make sure I'm taking all the proper vitamins and supplementation I can do nutrition-wise yeah. to balance that. So I'm not like so unhealthy. But that's the thing. Before I was so unhealthy that I wasn't sleeping because my hormones were so jacked up. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel that. My experience was totally different. I felt really good. I mean, I was eating 3,600 calories at 8.3% body fat. I felt I really not. good. I, I just, <laughs> I couldn't get stronger. If I tried, if I was that lean, my, my mm-hmm. body, like my, my joint health, like, yeah. I just, I couldn't. I didn't exactly. have any padding. Yeah. You know, I just couldn't get, I, mean, <laughs> I, couldn't, I, I had I totally, to grow. I understand what you're saying. So yeah, for the past, I mean, what, year and a half, maybe something like that. I've just been trying to like get my body fat percentage up, but yeah. still stay w- within a range of my weight class yeah. that I compete in. So that's, so that's an interesting point though, because I, I am curious where, so the, the, the military started a fitness team, then you guys go out and you guys compete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in sport and competition, certain types of body types do better than others, right? I mean, strong men, you have big people and gymnastics, you have small people, um, to the point where like to do really well in those competitions, you, you almost have to pair the, you know, you maximize the genetic capability of the right type of individual into the right type of training. So in, in an organization like the military, where there is not that, right? I mean, they, there's no, you know, general body type that you look for for soldiers, even though you could probably make a decent argument that they probably should do that. How how does that kind of play? Like, are you ever going to like, you know, if if Thor, you know, decided that Thor wants to join the U.S. Army fitness team, right, to just, you know, destroy world deadlift records, would that be an issue, do you think? I mean, or, I think we still have, you still have to meet the height weight standards of the military like, how do those work and what's so this taping diff- that you were talking about so there's like a scale but it's based off of your height and your weight your height and your weight so i mean for me technically i'm overweight for my height because i'm five feet but no i'm supposed to be technically i'm supposed to be 129 pounds Isn't i think that hilarious well, though like like she's have- my, my mass my muscle mass is extremely dense obviously according to this so I'm obviously whenever they tape me, they say I'm like 24% body fat, which I just laugh at. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cute. But obviously I'm still going to pass tape because I pull up my shirt and they're like, yeah, you're, you're good, ma'am. No worries. So <laughs> yeah, cause this go shows, ahead and tape my waist guys. Yeah, like the shows are BMI. So the both of us, I mean, we are within like a half a percent to a percent of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're both overweight according On your to BMI. our BMI. Yeah. But that, to me, that scale is so not fair because it it's was not. it's developed for people who are the average sedentary adult, yes. essentially, as yeah. a health indicator. So it's not accurate. So I feel and, like that's not fair in the And the, the same with soldiers. It's, I mean, but they have uh, the standard of what your neck needs to be. And then there's like a math ratio for like neck to waist to mm-hmm. hips. And 
lot of people can get away with having a higher body fat percentage because of those measurements rather than accuracy of what how much body fat they actually have on their body. But they won't just send all of the soldiers in the military through a body composition test like this because sure. it costs too much. Right. So unless like it's they could buy one and I'm sure it would pay for itself. Very unless quickly. the soldier actively goes to the well, like it's not it doesn't cost anything for you to do these on post. They can go to do, do the bod pod. You can oh. go do that on your own. A lot of units will request that soldiers do it. So that way they can have a better uh, like accuracy of like if they're losing fat, if they're sure. like trying to, you know, keep like stay in the army. So like if some people are measured as overweight and they have, you know, 60 to 90 days to lose a certain amount of inches off of that, sure. that's how they measure whether they're making progress rather than actual lifestyle changes. Soldiers will do anything to lose that weight. They'll start taking. There's no health. Yeah. There's no healthy benefits. They'll crash to that. diet. They'll pass. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> they'll they'll pass. It's intense. They'll They're put like wraps them. on. They do the sea. I've heard of a lot of females that have done seaweed wraps or like they do the body wrap where they'll sit in the sauna for like off, sw- yeah. and then they can sort of cut like you know four to five pounds with that. Then they'll measure in the next day. Like that's insane. So do you kind of get around the rules because once people look at you and they realize you're extremely muscular and lean body fat, they're like, oh, it's fine. No. So I actually still get taped. I like, they'll do my body weight and then they're like, oh, you have to get taped me. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I sit there and I wait and they tape me and they're like, okay, you pass. According to my tape test, I'm, I'm always fine. But I mean, if they were just to take my, I mean, I still like, I'm close. I mean, technically I'm still like way overweight to, according to their standards. Cause I'm what, like five or six pounds over. But I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. See, I, just, I just think this, I mean, it's again, I, I remember my, my days in the military and that that was very much the case I think for a lot of people and 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 they really separated like height weight and like performance and it's like you know you, you, they and I just and I'm curious like I said I, I kind of answered my question but it was like you know in a, in a, now in a new organization that is recruiting athletes to be poster children for the United States military um it, to do really well at certain levels right. at the highest level. So, I mean, to answer what your question is, I mean, I think if Thor could pass the PT test, no issues, what you have to get, what, what's yeah. the percentage? 60%. 60%. So if he passes that, that's good. That's a factor into the body composition. So like if you're passing your PT test, but you're failing height and weight, they're like, oh, okay, you're still fit. Like you're good. Cause you're obviously doing some right. form of fitness outside of PT and you're keeping yourself to standard. So if he was able to, you know, run a two mile in however many minutes and that I would like to see. Yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> but like, really but if he's passing same. the standard for sure. his weight or for his age group, then I don't think the military would have an issue. Cause that's, that's honestly the biggest thing is can you still pass a PT test? And can are you, you still, still be fit? a soldier? Are you still fit to be a soldier? Like, mm-hmm. can he go out there and ruck six miles? I'm sure he could. So he, yeah. he's, Pretty strong dude. Well, I'm just curious. So you guys, so you all have now, I'm, I'm, even when you guys look ahead into your, you know, training, like how, how regular do you think like those types of like those standard military tests will be a part of your job? I mean, since your job is to be an athlete. I'm still like, going to have to take a P, like I'm, I was supposed to take a PT test like a couple of days ago, but I was like, I'm going to wait a month because I have other things going <laughs> sure. on. But I mean, I still, still have to take a PT test. Still have to meet height and weight requirements. Um, that's still going to be part of the job. I'm not going to not be a soldier just because I get to work out all the you time. You don't get special considerations yeah. because of your... Sure. I mean, I think some of... It'll be like recruiting, like how the requirements of a recruiting command would be. So I know they don't do all the same things as a normal functioning unit, but we still have to meet the standards within sure. that. Yeah. it's interesting. So then in, in three years, is it... Is it, do you guys like, because I know, I think with other army teams, like there's only a certain number of spots that the army allocates billet wise for this. So actually that was a discussion we had as well. Um, we're, we filled 15 slots, but there's potential for there to, to for us to bring more athletes in depending on how the program goes over the next like six to eight months. So if we can, if we can get more of those stud athletes that maybe didn't submit an application before, or have other people come try out, or we open up to different types of fitness, like maybe more power lifters want to join now, or more strongman, whatever. Now that they're going to see what we can do, um, I think we'll actually probably expand the team a little bit. I mean, we could always lose athletes. I don't know. It, d- it just depends on how how we, we do over the next eight to 12 months. Um, but I think it would be great if we could honestly create more 
opportunities for those those fitness soldiers like coming in and competing in these different avenues like why wouldn't you want every approach you can get so i mean obviously like crossfit is separated from powerlifting and strongman a lot of the time i mean other than those huge fitness expos you have it's usually a crossfit event or Mm -hmm. a powerlifting event or a strongman event you don't usually have a lot of combination of them so that way why wouldn't you want to like hit up a huge powerlifting meet that's going to get like massive media attention and in a major city where recruiting is essential. Why wouldn't you want to do that or a strongman competition? And then the more we can get with support from like veteran stuff, like the competitions that she does most of the time are all to promote some form of nonprofit or veteran supported that those are the things that we need to be at sure. to like get more. So who's, like, who's the determined, like do you see so you guys have a fitness so, company commander? Yes. So I think they already, I think they just, it's a major right now. That's going to be our commander. We have a first sergeant. So he actually came with us with Arnold. He's basically our team manager and our first sergeant. Um, So he's, we've been discussing like what the schedule is going to be for the next year, what we're going to be capable of doing. I think our next big thing that we're going to be trying to, to go to is the Granite Games event, which is in Minnesota. Um, So the qualifier for that is in April. It's like the second, third week of April. And then so we'll have to do all the online qualif- qualification workouts or whatever and then go well, from there. I'll put it out there right now that if the Army fitness team wants to do Strongman, I will grant the team free entry to Ragnarok Strongman <laughs> <laughs> this fall. It's, well, yeah, it's we have one athlete. Show, we have events. one dude. He might have, might already, I don't know if he'll be competing at that, but. Who? His last name is Furman. Anthony Furman? Yes, that's he's our dude. A good dude. Yeah, he's I love that, that guy. He's, he's, so he's he just won the he's Titans. Our, well, yeah. He just did the Titans. Yeah, games. he did Titan games. He ju- he just competed at the Arnold as well. He's a solid strongman. He's man an athlete. old school strongman dude. Mm-hmm. He's um one of the most genuine people. He's he's a solid dude. Yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, active duty for mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's been in ten years. Yep. Nine so years, he's a part. Of, he's on the fitness team with us. So he that's actually was awesome. with us at he was with us at the Arnold. Yeah, he's a really really good guy for mm-hmm. sure. So I I don't know if he'll be competing at that, but well, Ragnarok's the one that I promote. So yeah. if he, Anthony, listen, <laughs> bro, <laughs> we'll tag you in the show notes, man, so you know we talk about you. Come to Ragnarok. Cool. <laughs> and, yeah. No, that that's awesome. So what's uh, so the Granite Games are next then on your guys' radar? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And then yeah. after that, you got like I I guess what I. And the reason why I ask is I'm because again I'm fascinated by this concept. But I remember, and for those of you who are listening who are also you know at probably maybe at the mid to higher levels of the military, if you're an officer or senior enlisted, you just know that there's a certain level of like armyisms that are going to get applied to uh-huh. everything, and the army is going to taint whatever it is they're <laughs> doing with PowerPoint and long-term training I, calendars. I don't think that's an issue for us right now. Thank God. I really, <laughs> at this point, I have not seen one long-range training calendar. I mean, Thank that's God. great. Because but it's been like an actual just schedule of events. Like, oh, we should do this competition. We should do, like, so right now I know as we start to plan for the next year, it's picking the major cities that we need to go to, sure. finding a competition there, and then f- making our way there and competing and doing outreach and with, with the outreach, we're probably going to go to some schools or find other ways to meet with younger. Yeah. Kids. Well, yeah. I just, I remember because like, you know, they, you know, even when I, when I told my battalion commander that I wanted to go special forces and this, I had two battalion commanders. One was very receptive to it. The other one was like, you sure about your career? You don't know. It's kind of a risk because it's like, because these types of ventures in the military, especially if, you know, if you're listening and you're an officer, you're, you're career tracked, right? Like, I mean, you have those types of conversations and people get very nervous because like, you know, you're going to dedicate three years of your life. Like, is this KD time? Is this like, how do I manage my military career? That's a question I've been getting a lot of actually. So I've had two different, maybe I would, I would say lectures in a way from my senior ranking officers. So I had one that knew me in Korea while I was competing, uh, like training for regionals. And when he found out about it, he was like, you have to do this team. This is, this is your passion. You need to do this. I support this fully. Like he was like going to write my sign off on my packet, blah, blah, blah. Then I got PCS, got to my new unit. My initial, the initial reaction was like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll sign off on your packet. They were kind of supportive of it, but I've also got the lecture from like my boss currently that was like, you really need to consider 
Like you're, you need to take command. Like, what are you going to do for your career? I'm like, I'm going to try to fit it in. I'll figure it out. And then I had that discussion with the chain of command at Knox. I'm like, look, I still have to take command. If I'm going to stay in the military, they're like, we're going to get you a command. Don't worry about it. We're going to keep your career path going so you can do this. So like, that's the first time I've ever had like been so supported yeah. to do something that's sort of outside of the norm. Sure. And like, they're like, we're going to do whatever we have to do for you to keep your career going and do this. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's got to make you feel like I was you're like, in the right place, you know, for the first time, for I was the like, first time. Thank yeah. you, Jesus, for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I really am excited because I, I think like, especially when it comes to recruiting people, like those are the next level questions that you have to be able to have because like, they're going to, they're going to come with those quite like the, the reason, I mean, the military fitness team, fucking awesome opportunity. How do I make it work with my military career? That's the real question, you know? And, and for those of the people who want to make it a career, like those are very important decisions to make. So I imagine that I'm glad to see that, the military and even recruiting command because you guys because recruiting HRC is at mm -hmm. Fort Knox. Yes, so Userec is there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you guys, so you're all centrally located, like, and it's great. So I, I think that's an awesome that's an awesome thing to see that the military is like not only supporting an initiative with money, mm -hmm. but also supporting an initiative by supporting the careers of the people who are willing to make this thing a reality. Yes. So cool, man. Damn it. Maybe I'm not too old to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know. You know, just like I said, if you ever need a coach. You're going to bring the old garage Ferrari out Listen. for a spin? You're going to rev up that engine? <laughs> I hate you guys. The garage Ferrari is no more. Okay. It's not. Black market potato? First, do you know? <laughs> Listen, you guys. I don't are, know what that means. What does is that? Celibate salty. No, no, not the black market. Ugh, the black market potato. Um... Do you, you want to you hear the black market? Did I, I do. Did I, I actually did I ever, really want to. Did I ever to. tell the black market story? story. She's I like, need actually, to. I do need to hear the story. I'm going to need to. So there was a time in history where um, there was like a wheat crisis. Like in Prussia, they, they could not get wheat to grow, but they could get potatoes to grow, but no one wanted to eat potatoes. It was a very hard sell. Um, so what the king of Prussia did was he, rather than like just cave in, he did the opposite and played one of the greatest psychological tricks on the population where he made potatoes a royal delicacy where he made, he put a potato garden in the courtyard of the palace and put armed guards. And overnight there was a black market demand now suddenly for this rare delicacy that people just, you know, through perception did not find appealing otherwise. I have been doing the same thing my whole life. <laughs> But then, then here comes softly, and it's like, oh, Chris is kind of cool and popular. But then I sit in this room, and I'm just like, nope, I'm just the same old guy. <laughs> <laughs> so being a black market potato, just like I said, it's just yeah, that's a thing. Saying, kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> Why are you looking? <laughs> I swear, I can never tell the many laughter, the smiles of Jamie Christensen because of their implications, whether I'm being laughed at or laughed with. You know what? It's, a little bit I, of both, I'd say. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Well, because then she like picks up their phone and then like the three of them are like all on their phone at the same time and like I'm the one talking and then it's like, well, it's like that feeling it you get. It was really important information. I didn't know. What? It is. I didn't know that. I didn't know. You know what? That's the thing that we love about you is we always learn something. Okay. Always. Um, it's good. And, and then usually there's another post that pops up on the parody Instagram account <laughs> that that one started right over there. Which I also follow and laugh at on occasion. Oh. So good. <laughs> that, was such a, <laughs> that was such a painful sigh. Sorry. We're laughing Sorry. with Sorry, you time? most of the time. No, it's it's cool. You know, there's, there's being famous in infamy, I guess. And it's just a small different word different word anyways whatever i am super glad we got to talk about all this i i am fascinated i think it's such a great concept not only because you guys get to honestly go out and live your passion right i mean there is no greater thing in life than to be able to get paid to do what you enjoy that's why we work as hard as we do at soft lead headquarters so we can keep our own lights on our child support payments made. And <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Hey, hey, yeah, all with the these dudes, I'm like, you guys are selling the single life hard. Yeah. 
hey, lights on, child support paid. That's what that's the model we live by. Um, anyways, but I, that is super cool. Like I said, I hope this concept works out. That that you know, all three years are lived out in a great and awesome manner. You guys go crush some competitions. You're, you're representing America. I know, you know that's you guys are repping I'm America so right now. About that. So, so do you guys get new uniforms? <gasps> yes, I need I'm, to know. I'm pretty hyped about it. Yeah, I'm supposed to get some new stuff. I don't know when soon. I'm sure, like I said, I, as this thing comes to fruition, and I can imagine the sponsors will start like pouring in the the Rogue Fitness and the the official sponsor of the U.S. Army Fitness Team, right? That that I'm sure is going to be a thing. I'm excited to see what happens and to see how it grows and evolves over time into whatever it is it's going to be. Yes, and I know, especially working with you and trying to get, I obviously would like us to try to get some more events where we'll actually be able to come out to some of the stuff that you support as well because majority of your stuff is like what we need to be at, the nonprofit stuff, the veteran supporting. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it, I well, think we're actually gonna do we're actually gonna do that fine your uh, fine and my fine and EOD I e- challenge. I emailed that. I yeah. sent that over to my first sergeant. I was like, we need to do this. Oh, so dude, that's we're gonna dope. try to make it work out. That's you know hopefully the first of many that are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I just you know I think yeah. uh, we can make an impact. It'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge you both for being such badass women. I'm so excited to watch both of you just keep being awesome in this journey you guys are both on. Dude, it's you. you know it's appreciate it. It's one thing I think when, you know, you you see women post on each other's social media and they're you know, they say yes but with an A and fourteen S's afterwards and <laughs> the crowns and the they're pawning over each other but then when you get, you know, legit, fucking females in the same room, there's nothing more powerful than when two strong females, a group of strong females, come together towards. Mm-hmm you know, the same goal and yep. there's competition. You know, D and I, we're, we're going to throw down today in the gym and it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to try to, you know, we're going to stick to our I'm programming. I'm going to get stronger than her today. Oh, we'll there's no fist bump for that. There's no fist bump for that. I get no love. Just I got no love. Everyone know that Jamie just totally ignored my fist bump. Oh, here. So her rude. Fist bump, fist bump. <laughs> no, but that's just it. Like her getting stronger makes me stronger. You know, me right. getting stronger makes her stronger, you know, as, as a whole. And I think that if we can kind of, as females on International Women Day, come together with a common goal of strength, you know. And I think even though there's a little friendly competition, you're challenging each other and pushing each other, encouraging. Oh, of like, course. That's I mean, what I think is so beautiful. Well, we're athletes. We're, we're going to compete. We, we mm-hmm. want to be better than, you know, the, the person we're competing with. But n- I think the, the line is you also want them to succeed yeah. at their goals, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you still want to be supportive of that, like no matter what. Yeah, of course I want to be stronger than her, but is that realistic at this moment? No, but I know that. Okay, well, that's not that's not fair because there's certain lifts that you do that are much better than mine. Yeah, but I also do, there's a whole separate fitness world that I do that you don't Well, really that's what do. I'm saying. So like our goals right now in powerlifting, mm-hmm. you know, squat, bench, and dead, Right. you're in my wheelhouse. So true. But if I it's if I were world. to try to do a 200-foot handstand walk... Oh, I, I'm actually going to make her do that. <laughs> we're talking about the open workout, and I was like, oh, I'd love to see her do a 200-foot handstand walk. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. So we, we all have strengths and weaknesses. It's, it's just supporting each other yeah. in growing each other's weaknesses to ter- help turn them into strengths and celebrating each other's strengths. Right, because you know? I mean, I still get hyped when she posts like her PR videos and stuff. I'm like, dang, that's my friend. She's killing it. But out and, there. Then, and that's what I love. And you guys are both such amazing, genuine people. And I don't think that all women are like that. And I wish that they under they hear this message and they're like, We're not here to tear each other down. We gotta yeah, lift okay. each other up. No one wins right. when other people fail. Yep. It's it's supporting each other and everyone honestly, it's okay to be competitive and it's okay to want to beat somebody. But give them a fucking high five and a hug afterwards. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you don't have to get vicious. You don't have to be mean about it mm-hmm. because nobody wins if you do that. Exactly. Not only that, but even if they fail, you've wasted how much energy hoping that they fail. And now where's your head? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, then those negative vibes. Nobody wants nobody that. Nobody wants that. No, we just, we want to get fucking strong and uh, have fun while we're doing it. Exactly. That's it. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so perfect, such a perfect timing on that. Oh, I. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. Good God! 
leave it to the man to rain on our fucking. We were having a beautiful. We were having a beautiful moment here. I just thought I added. You know, art is used to decorate space. Music is used to decorate time. That was a beautiful moment. I felt that was an appropriate song. I I feel like another a better song could have been chosen, but I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take Kumbaya on it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play that when we uh, outlift you today, Chris. We'll try not to embarrass you too hard today. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to leave him crying on a puddle of his own tears on his brand new jujitsu mats. Oh, here we, here we go. I got, I got, I got a different song for you. Okay. Here we go. Perfect. Even, I think that's even better. Yeah. That one, that one takes it. All right. That one takes it. Get it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm over here playing with my playing with my knife, <laughs> I know. Watch yourself, Chris. She's gonna throw it at you. Listen, I am I am super inspired by all of you. I am manly enough to admit that I get inspired by even the strong women in my life. All of you guys, you guys all do some badass shit. People can be inspired by your lifestyle, by your efforts. It's a great thing. Promote the shit out of it. Hashtag Y with 18 A's with the S apostrophe. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you today. <laughs> Whatever. I use, I've learned to take that saying as a compliment. <laughs> I can't with you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Well, with that, I think we've come to a good and happy conclusion. Um, Happy ending, as some say. Anyways, D. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. What Anytime. What is the if, if anyone has if anyone has any questions about this new awesome program mm-hmm. and they want to join because they want to just go do some badass shit? How do they get in contact with you? Um. Well, we uh, our team has a fitness as a f- uh, Instagram page. It's at U.S. Army Fitness Team. And then also if they want to hit me up on Instagram, it's at sweet D 24, but there's three E's in sweet. Also three C's at the end of your thick status. That's true. That's also true. Three C's. There you go. All right, guys, as usual, (laughs) Jamie Christensen, you can reach on Instagram at Jamie pop Christensen, something like that. Right. Yeah. It's just the name. It's just my name. Just the name. Just my name. At Brookwest RDN with all your nutrition questions, comments, concerns, lifestyle on how to be a badass woman. And I am at Namaslea, not the celibate salty. It's the celibate salty. Nope, sure not. Anyways, out there, you guys go out in your week, go do great things, go slay some shit, and we will see you guys here next week.